Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Kanye, 
Word booty. Curly Castro, spicy as always. I like that he talked about Kanye lifting weights. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is where we are. It's a spectacle now, right? It's all about the spectacle. And so the weirdest thing is that in a time where music is, you know, quite disposable and it's hard to carve out any time to just sit there and play a record nonstop because we're going to get 24 million songs in two hours from now available on our phones and Spotify's and Apple's right away. He's kind of played into that. You know, Ye, I don't remember one song off Ye, and I'm still the biggest Kanye fan on the pod. Like, I, shit, all fucking the college dropout through uh, Pablo, I'm with it. I'm with it. But this new stuff, nah, nah. So we're going to do a couple more calls. Uh, let's check in with our good friend who is getting better with age. Who is making his best work over time. He's on an upward trajectory. Put out an album right now. It's available. Co-starring our co-host Alaska. My man Jason Griff. Jason Griff called in. Let's see what he thinks about the album. I haven't listened to Donda yet. Dynamite drop in, Griff. Powerful shit. You kept it a buck. Well, let's see what your human zoo compadre, Alaska, uh, co-host of this show on a regular basis again, wanted to keep his contribution to under two minutes because he does not enjoy Kanye. Uh, Let's hear what Alaska called him, what he believes to be true. He has more of a slightly QAnon-based perspective. It's it's a little weird, but we're going to rock with it because he's a big part of the show also. Let's hear what Alaska has to say about Don. Hey everyone, this is Alaska. Um, apparently we're calling in to talk about the new album from Kanye West called Donda. Um, my understanding was Kanye West was kidnapped and never heard from again after graduation. Um, and anything that has happened since then has been done by a government cabal created to excite and entice idiots and fuckboys who want to seem important on the internet and search the term Kanye and respond to random strangers about shit. Um, Musically, it's definitely not the same person because everything since graduation, maybe my dark, stupid, twisted fantasy has been ass cheeks. So... Yeah, I don't know why we would want to continue talking about this fucking jackass who's pretending to be Kanye West. Um, because that motherfucker's stupid. Everything he does is stupid and designed to create a reaction. And doing so gives him exactly the thing that he wants. So maybe, maybe the clone of Kanye West is the perfect celebrity for our stupid fucking culture. Because yeah, shouts to Alaska. Sounds like he hung up a fucking landline in disgust. Yo, he, my, my man had like a a, a a cord that got like wrapped around tightly. Remember that on the landlines? And he was like trying to untangle it while he hung up in his anger about Kanye being a dumb government 
basketball. Oh, these are the type of responses we get now, man. Like when this song dropped, Barry Bonds and all that, we weren't thinking that maybe one day this guy would be in a place where it wasn't inconceivable that there was governmental powers involved to taint our culture and make people dumber. I mean, at least the shoes are fire, right? People rock the shoes a lot. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a good take from Alaska. Obviously, uh, I disagree in that. I'm I'm a big fan of 808s. Uh, I, I don't think Dark Fantasy is you know a flawless ten, but I think Devil in a Blue Dress or Devil in a New Dress. That's I think that's that's like my number one Kanye song ever, and that's on uh, Dark Fantasy. So I don't take shots. I think Runaway is great. I think uh, Lost in the World's an amazing album closer. Uh, I think that record's really good. I just don't think it's... I mean, that was his time when he became, like, a hipster guy. Remember that? Then after that, he started wearing, like, H&M shit and, like, um, American apparel and started leaning into hipsterdom. Um, yeah. All right, let's go next to caller. What do we got? 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 I haven't had any time to listen to Donda, so I don't have a review. I've been too busy bumping Tommy Wright the Third tapes on YouTube. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yeah, shouts to whoever that was just calling in to promote some YouTube shit. All right, fuck it. Go pump that ash to ashes, dust to dust. I think he said the cat's name's Tommy, right? Tommy, I hope that's not you calling in. Maybe that's your cousin or some shit, but much props to you crashing the Donda party to promote your record. Hero Call Out Culture on the Wendy's Hotline, brought to you by Coors Banquet. Shouts to what's his name drinking that shit on uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, Jotty drinking the Coors Banquet. All right, so we got we got a lot more good good calls coming in here. Some really thoughtful shit, some funny shit as usual. We got uh we got the homie first time checking in, Dr. Blood Money Perez from Seattle. Let's see what he's got to say. Or now he's in Alaska. Shouts to Alaska. Here we go. Not our Alaska, the state. Donda was mediocre at best. His Blood Money Perez. This record would have been way better if Kanye wasn't on it whatsoever and it was 11 songs why are we even still giving this due time piece of wrecking crew call on culture one shout to you man thanks for checking in bro um i agree the joint is uh it's really mediocre it's as a person who i mean for me the, the spelling on the wall was with yay where it just there was nothing interesting, there was nothing memorable, but it was still trying to be very contemporary. And I think that's the weird thing about him is he's now approaching midlife and still wants to keep, you know, the youthful energy in charge around him. But the, what I noticed with this album in particular is like the snake is finally eating the tail. So if 808s came out in 2008 and it's now 2021, right? That album completely changed art and music, urban music, pop music, everything. And if you think about the people that are on this album now, like the Baby and Roddy Rich, um, cats of that generation who are at the, at the oldest, they're like 28. So they were 15 years old. And then even people younger that are on this album, I don't have the credit list in front of me. It's the size of the fucking uh, the man in the sea. I can't read it all. Um, it's it's an interesting spot where all these people that have grown up with him, they know music in his wake. Like they don't know really, you know, you know, cut up the soul Kanye and all that shit. They know 808s and heartbreak and then everything after that with auto tune. Meaning 
they know like I can't sing for shit, but if I just get some popping drums and some interesting sounds, I can do this. However, on this album, it's over 105,000 minutes. It's the same five melodies sung by 14 people. And they're all doing it like how he would do it because they're not singers. And so I think what Kanye does not get credit for is he's always collaborated with people that are just way better than him. That's how he's learned from all the Rockefeller rappers early on to being with Just as a producer to um, John Bryan, right? Timbaland, Rick Rubin, like all these people were technically way better than him, rapping, producing, arranging. And he's learned from them as a student. But on this album, I don't think he's learned anything. I think it's everyone who's at his skill level, which is eroding, or just way below him, all just being told, rap about God, rap about pain, rap about religion, rap about redemption and Jesus, rap about Donda, which are cool assignments, but I don't think the people, he's not reaching out to anyone now that's way better than him. Like even Jay is wild buns on that jail song, man. So to me, like the only parts that are really strong rhyming wise are like Jay Electronica and the locks, which is to be expected. Oof. All right. Well, let's let's take our first quick break here. Um, we're going to have to plug some actual banging rap albums and we'll come back with more of your calls here on Call Out Culture Radio 96.9 FM, where indie hip hop thrives and over bloated rap dies. Yeah. Double down, boy. New album, Vegas Vic from yours truly, Zilla Rock. First solo album since 96 Mentality. Out on Chong Wizard Records. Right now, available around the world. You can cop the digital on iTunes if you want. You can buy it for a G on Bandcamp if you're a real boss like that. However you want to get it, we got tapes, very limited, CDs also. Beautiful vinyl, all the artwork designed by PQ. Got everybody from Co op Culture Record Crew in the mix. Album executive produced by Disco Vietnam. This joint is fly, energetic, fun. Roulette tables popping. Free drinks all night with the cherry in there. Whatever you want to get, we're doubling down. We're going to get in the car. We're riding out to America's Flavor. Vegas Vic, Zilla Rock, a new album. Out now. Crush It Out Podcast presents a score to settle volume one. The remixes produced entirely by the expert. Featuring the juggernauts of the underground scene. Riggs, Mooch, Mav, Smooth, B.A. Bad, Bub Styles, Lloyd Juco, A-Sun Eastwood, Fast Life, Adonis, D-Polo, and more. Go check it out in Bandcamp right now with a special bonus track by Zillaraka. Expensive clothes, man, I'm who she chose. That's a feast for crows, cause that's how it goes. My sour highs and my sweet and lows. The winter snows froze, the winter rose. Check it out right now. A score to settle the remixes on Bandcamp and DSPs coming soon. Crush it out podcast. Peace. Oh, this was my shit. Yo, shouts to most and Freeway destroying this. I would even argue this is still one of Kanye's best verses ever. So shouts to Ryan Fester Consequence, whoever wrote this one. When the streets play, you get your best. You know, it's the same as you end up even dead or in jail. Don't know where to go. Woo! 
Yo, the one line he says where he says like, um, the one line he says is, Hey yo, I am five mics, blueprint five mics, go get a side like should have been side twice. Mostly imitated, Grammy nominated, hotel accommodated, cheerleader prom dated. Yo, that shit is crazy, bro. I don't know. How did this guy rap that good? And he, now he's just, I mean, he's, t- he's probably the worst rapper in the world, right? The worst. And I, again, I'm a big time lover and apologist of, of the records and all that, but god damn. I can't quote one thing he says on 740 minutes on his new joint. Bad. I mean, but it's it's been going downhill. Like, Jesus was the beginning of the end in terms of him rhyming well. Uh, I think there's a couple moments on Life of Pablo. The rhyming is incredible, like 30 hours and no more parties in L.A. But other than that, it's just painful. Like, it sounds like a celebrity, like, dabbling in rap. You know what I mean? He doesn't really know what he's doing. So we got another call, a really strong one from the good friend Dan O from Free Music Empire. Let's see what Dan has to say. Hey, I'm Dan O, Free Music Empire. I, I had to talk down my co-host, K Diggy. He wanted to talk about Donda. Uh, he's a child of Kanye. He grew up when Kanye was important and was leading the way. He, Kanye means a lot to him, so I respect that. Uh, he was just a guy to me. Uh, but so he, I convinced him, I, my pitch was this, that the album is, first of all, his flow is terrible and it's broken, right? It's, it's bad to listen to. He's pretty much good at ad-libs and hooks. He doesn't really rap well anymore. He's the worst verse on every track. So that's that's that. But his reputation is as a producer and a song creator, right? Uh, Song concepts, things of that nature. The thing about that is the core and the spine of this album is that we need to treat him better, right? It's that we are not sensitive enough to him, but... I'm not the one who said that Harriet Tubman was controlled by slave masters, right? I'm not the one uh, who withdrew. I'm not the one who did that. So it it uses religion as as a way to not be held responsible for anything. And it's annoying. (laughs) So it's long and annoying and not well done. So, but it's not bad enough for me to care about either. So I'm moving on. Dano, Free Music Empire, love you. Wow, thanks, Dan. Yo, how do you, it's not bad enough for me to care about. Ooh. God damn, I used to care about this song. Care about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I stopped, yeah, I agree. I stopped caring, but yeah, I just stopped caring. So, to me, it was like uh, I wanted to really find the there's any redeemable aspects within the twenty nine thousand songs. I think there I think there's three or four that I'll I might go back to, but if I don't, I wouldn't even care either. And I think that's the that's the crescendo. Like that's riding off in the sunset. Time to hang it up, boss, or take take a long sabbatical. All right, we got another call coming in right here. I think it's from a uh, it's from the homie Max. Shouts to Max. Max got something to say. Here we go. What's up, Carla Culture? This is Max. I had a surprise day off work today because of the storm in New York, so I was going to listen to Donda. I got about halfway through the intro and decided it was awful, so I turned it off and listened to the W and Iron Flag back-to-back. Those are both still pretty good. 
even Iron Flag. The horns on Uzi go really hard. Looking forward to Human Zoo tomorrow. All right, peace. Yo, thanks for checking in, Max. Uh, disagree with you on Iron Flag. I think Iron Flag is just really bad, with the exception of, like you said, Uzi, maybe uh, Babies. Yeah, Iron Flag's weird. I'd rather talk about Iron Flag and the W. The W is the last true great Wu-Tang album. We built and arranged uh, our album, Wu-Tang Pulp, available on Bandcamp. CD sold out forever, but the digital is only available there. The price isn't uh, as ignorant as uh, the Vegas Vic Digital. Shouts to Sean Wizard. But uh, it's a reasonable price, but you're not going to get it anywhere else. That's all I'll say about Wu-Tang Pulp and Iron Flag and the W. But yeah, they're all better than this, which is ridiculous, okay? It's crazy that a Wu album that no one listened to in 2001 is better than Donda. Yo, this song, by the way, I think, I think at the end of my wedding... I had my man DJ Jim Reds play this when the lights came on. Like, this is, again, this is real shit for me. Like, this hurts. I prepared myself for deterioration starting on big parts on Life of Pablo. Like, the the bleach my the bleach model's asshole line or some shit. That's when I was like, oh, he's gone. But then it still had wolves on it, which is crazy. You know, Father Stretch My Hands. Like, there are some amazing joints. Ultra Light Beam's still great, even though Chance, I mean, Plant the Rapper. I'm sorry, Plant the Rapper's on there. But uh, all right. So let's let's get to the next call. Uh, we got we got a lot of people come through. This was awesome. So shouts to everybody who took advantage of the burner phone account, the voicemail on the uh, on the old voicemail box under a drawer somewhere with a key. You know, I mean? we would do that back in the day. You ever call your old um, like you know before cell phones? Did you ever have like a a voicemail or an actual like answer machine and you would call it from other places and check your own messages and shit? Now, like, you couldn't pay me to check a voicemail. But shout out to you guys leaving voicemails. All right. Let's play the next one. Hello, this is Andy reviewing Kanye West's Dongo. Uh, thought it was great. Love the feature from Little Bingo. Oh, thanks, Andy. Shouts to Little Bingo. Coming through on track 44, crushing. Yo, the, I, there might be someone named Little Bingo on this record. That's, that's the craziest thing. Like, that... That may be tucked in somewhere. Yo, if this if this was a, a double CD, as you know, if it would have dropped in 98, 99, would, would we even say, like, oh, I, at least disc one is fire, and like trick ourselves because we would spend, you know, $28 on a double CD? Because back then you didn't want to take an L when you bought the double album. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get, like, bad double albums. I never peeped that Bone Thugs joint. Uh, I think that was a one. The Art of War. I was always mad at them because they beat Wu for like every award the same year Wu Tank Forever came out. Alright, let's let's drop another one. That's Bone Thugs and Wu are neither here nor there. Let's get another uh, voicemail. Yeah, this is Rob from New York. I listened to Donda, like the first four tracks maybe. I had to shut it off because it kept on swelling, building up, but the beats never dropped. It wasn't going anywhere. And I couldn't help but think. I was like, yo, this is how, if this is how this goes, if, if, if there's never any climax, then how does this guy fuck? No wonder why Kim left his ass. Damn, Rob. <laughs> I agree, though. You know what? Like, there's no, um, there's no go-to beat on this album where you're like, well, at least it's got this banger. Like how Max was talking about Uzi, um, Pinky Ring Off. 
Iron Flag. Like, Iron Flag's not that good. I think I think y'all been warned on that album, too. Okay, so th that has that album. I mean, that song, which is a great song. But see that? I'm only remembering two or three songs off of an otherwise mediocre Wu-Tang record because they're crazy beats. What are the crazy beats on this album, right? So the only one I thought that really stood out that was interesting was Remote Control. And then I thought... Um, I. The one with the part two with the locks and Jay Alec only because it's pretty good. And they, you know, are just head and shoulders above it. You know, Kanye and anybody else just pure rapping, even though the rest of the people aren't in, aren't on there to, you know, to be reliving the glory days of lyricism. But I don't even know, like as a guy who was a producer first, I don't know what beat you would ever go back to to hear, to play in a car, to freestyle on or just having the background of a show like what would it be like even yeezus remember they would play black skinhead everywhere in commercials bound to obviously i just played that joint blood on the leaves is a wild beat dude that's when he and he starts flipping that no limit shit um this one just it's incredible just how utterly forgettable it can be with probably 15 producers involved somewhere in the credits so shouts to mike dean i think he's on there he was you know He's been a part of some amazing records. I don't think he might have like three or four contributions on this record and they're not even memorable, which is a shame. It kind of brings everybody down, this record. I think that's what we're going for. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, it's Rohan, host of the Rap Music Club podcast, and here's my short and sweet Donna review. So let's start with the good first. This is Kanye actually being forward thinking again, something he really hasn't done since 2016 at earliest. And in contrast with Jesus King, the gospel elements here are not just duct taped on to save the album from a lack of ideas, but instead, I think the gospel mixes with these space-age, futuristic rap and trap vibes that overall give this album a really creative energy that I really like. And it features some of the catchiest melodies on a Yay album in a long time. And I know that Zilla thought that Remote Control track was a hit. I saw that tweet that he posted earlier. And like Yay, he always does this and he brought the a games out of his guests that i really liked but that brings me to the bad because those a games that he brought out from his guests mostly were coming from b c or d level guests in my humble opinion he's rubbing shoulders with a type of popular rap that tends to lack in lyrical substance and general lyrical ability which doesn't do this album's weighty thematic scope of loss and salvation justice because even when this album wows me musically or through its great features, Kanye is just occasionally good, but mostly mediocre or subpar lyrically. And then you tack on the dangerous ignorance around parading Manson and DaBaby at his show, and you have what could have been a late career gem from Ye, sabotaged by only Ye himself, which I find very fitting. So there you go, and thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, my man. Thanks, Rowan, from Rap Music Plug Podcast. I want to talk briefly about the, the whole the baby and Marilyn Manson thing, right? I think what his intention is, is by having two controversial people in the moment, one you know, accused of assaulting and beating women or whatever Marilyn Manson was threatened, I mean, uh, accused of, I should say, and then the baby just having... Uh, homophobic snafus and whatever he's talking I, I don't know the full extent of it I haven't paid attention but 
I think what he's trying to do by bringing these people on there is through a prism of Christianity, gospel music, you know, taking the people that have been astray and showing like, hey, we forgive you. We believe in you. You know, you're not just one thing. I, th I believe that's the premise behind it from that point of view. Because honestly, like, Marilyn Manson is not helping you sell records or streams. The baby, sure, but you got 14,000 other young contemporary cats on this album that, you, I mean, you don't really need him to help do anything. And he's not even on a song that's a radio hit or anything. So that's my idea as to why he brought those two guys specifically at this moment in their, you know, uh, controversial parts of their careers and lives specifically down there. All right. But again, I don't know if everyone else was ready for the blowback of that. Like I saw the picture of Raphael Sadiq sitting there with the the hot topic clothes on, with the combat boots and all that, next to you know fifty five year old Marilyn Manson, and then Raphael Sadiq going off going off being like, I didn't know what was going on with him, and no one ever comments when I'm doing good things. Y'all just want to crush me if something bad happens. I didn't know, and this like he should have been like, come on, yeah, don't jam me up. You're jamming me up. I'm just out here doing incredible R&B and soul and funk and production. You got me sitting next to this dude that Rose McGowan's been trashing for like four or five years on top of, uh, I forget, a homegirl from Westworld. I think she's been going off on Manson too. Oof. Not not a good setup, but, you know, maybe you want to warn the other collaborators that you're putting them in rooms with problematic men. All right. So let's get to another call. Here we go. Hey, what's up? This is Dark with the Soup, and you're listening to the Call Out Culture Podcast. Yeah. Once to get my review of Donda by Kanye West. Here we go. Donda, 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 Donda. Donda, Donda. Donda, 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 Donda. Donda, 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 Donda. Donda, 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 Donda. Junior Watanabe on my free. All right, see you later. Justin Darko, you don't deserve this beautiful art. Shouts to Cole Rhymes. They just dropped a new Darko mixtape banger. It's up now on Bandcamp Friday. Go support my man Darko, yo. He's got a great, 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 great record dropping this fall. Oof. It's it's a heater. You know, and Darko's a man of many records. But this one, this is going to be crazy. I'll let him, you know, fill everybody in soon. But look out, like, October, November-ish for this Darko record. I'll leave it at that. And uh, if you're a big fan of, of him and... You don't deserve his beautiful art. Also checked in my homie Andrew, nineteen sixty-seven. That joint just came out on cassette. It's still one of my top three albums of the year. And me and uh, Andrew got a bunch of records on deck coming out soon as well. All right, so let's take uh, let's take a break. We'll come back on uh, on the Popeyes Chicken Hotline. Yo, is the um is that now going to be done where every single fast food place is selling spicy chicken sandwiches, like? Popeye's had it popping last year, and now it's like Burger King has one, Wendy's has one. I feel like Hardee's or Carl's Jr. maybe on the West Coast, you guys would know. I feel like everyone is trying to steal Popeye's wave with the spicy chicken. I'm I'm a big fan of spicy chicken. Shouts to spicy chicken sandwiches worldwide. But I'm just saying, think of something new. Come from your own heart with this shit. All right, call out culture, special call in episode. We'll be right back. Yo, peace people, it's Premrack. Just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album, Load Bearing Crow's Feet. 
out now everywhere on Backwood Studios. Shouts to the Wrecking Crew, shouts to Call Out Culture. Shouts to Willie Green, shouts to Billy Woods at Backwood Studios. Shouts to Shrapnel. Shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark Vesey, Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills, Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Elusive. And Marcus Pinn on the cuts. Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace. The shortest story ever fraught with blues and no less true. Dignity for sale. Yeah. Steel's Kitchen, the new compilation from us, Wrecking Crew. The follow-up to last year's Raheem's Lament dropping June 4th at WreckingCrew.Bandcamp.com. All new joints from Shrapnel, Career Crooks, Cargo Colts. All new solo songs from me, Small Pro, Curly Castro, and Prembra. Alaska's on there. Marcus Penn's doing cuts all up and then out piece. Fresh Kill's got a beat on there. Shouts to Canada. We got Jason Griff on this piece. Stan Ipkiss, Fat Boy Sharif, our very dear friend. Scorsese, rest in peace. He's on there. Yo, man. Disco Vietnam, Dose 4GW. Whew. Mastered by Cryptic, one of Adam's fam, and artwork and design by PQ. Family Affair. And our family's the illest. Wrecking Crew Steals Kitchen, June 4th. Get it. Okay, we're back. Wrapping things up on the uh, the first ever call-in show. This was, this went pretty well. Shouts to everybody blowing up the burner phone all hours of the day and night, wherever you guys live. So it was really fire. Uh, and shouts to Alaska and Griff. The new album, Human Zoo. You can get the album, CD, bundle with the tape, long sleeve shirts, and then the motherfucking throw pillow. That is some next level indie rap merch. I, I don't know where you put the throw pillow, but <laughs> do you sit on it when you play the record? Do you sleep on it? I don't know. These is, <laughs> I'll leave it up to the fans to figure this out. So shouts to those guys. The record's incredible. And I tweeted earlier um, that I thought I made the best Alaska album with Cargo Colts. And then Griff came running through, smacked me in my shit, and then st- like put his flag into the ground being like, nah, bitch, human zoo. So shouts to everybody on Human Zoo supporting it. Love you, Lissies is on there. Fat boy Sharif, uh, Prem, me, Castro, who are man, Rob Sonic, Def C, Mike Eagle. Uh, I I can't think of it. It's not my record. I'm just I love it though. We're gonna do a, a live from the liner notes with Griffin Alaska very very soon. So stay with us for that one. All right, so we're gonna wrap up the Don to talk here. We got one more voicemail to play. It's from one of our best patrons and uh, first-time, long-time guys, Big R in SD. So this one runs kind of long, so I picked a fire former Kanye beat um, produced by Havoc. Take it away, sir. This is Big R, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller uh, to Call Out Culture. Um, first, I want to give a shout-out to the hosts and fans of Call Out Culture. As an older fan, I feel like a kid again. You know, uh, thanks to all of y'all with your music, uh, your music you create, the music you recommend, and the insights. That's very much appreciated. Um, onward to Kanye's 10th album, Donda. So, you know, about me, I used to be a pretty big Kanye fan, you know, but I'm in that age group <clears throat> that kind of fell off uh, with the MAGA turn. And, you know, I still loved his work uh, on Daytona. You know, if the project is good, I still like him. But, you know, the antics, like, you know, running for president uh, with Republicans as a voter disinformation tactic within the last year 
inviting Marilyn Manson, apparently Trump, to your event in 2021, just, they're just lame and corny, so without too political um they, they, those antics create like a haze of corniness for me that's really hard to escape when listening to his music that kind of seeps in so i needed him to you know drop a classic or or do a lot better <laughs> for me with donna to, to really truly really enjoy it but uh i'll start with some positives so first i think the body, there are, there's some heat on here like 24 soulful roddy rich on pure souls like Roddy Rich can't really sing, but he's a damn good singer, if that makes sense. Uh, he's floating on there. Jesus Lord with Jay Electronica. Um, I enjoyed his, his ad lib when he was talking about, like, his, ver- his verses shifting to tectonic plates, and he made, like, an earthquake noise. That's the kind of professionalism, you know, I want from MCs. Um, Come to Life, super soulful. The song that samples Lauren Hill. Keep My Spirit Alive with Westside and Conway. Yeah, that, that, you know, that warmed, um, you know, my triple five soul, my backpack of heart. Um, but to the negative, yeah, this is an hour 40 minute album. The record is just sloppy and it's a chore uh, to finish front to back, um, which isn't a good sign, which isn't the sign of a great record. For a religious record, yeah, I felt like the sequencing on this album was the work of the devil. Like all of the good stuff seemed like to be at the back end, like a track 15 or plus. Um, and 20 minutes of the 100, like 20, uh, 10 minute album is Jesus Lord and Jesus Lord Part Two. And the only difference is the last verse. So it seems like it's a lot of wasted space uh, on the album. It just really bloated, right? Um, I remember, yeah, I think you guys talked about this that when Kanye made My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, apparently we had. Like the sign above the studio that said, "What would my do?" I think with Donda, you know, Kanye had a sign at his Mercedes-Benz Stadium self-imposed jail studio that said, "Like, what would DJ Khaled do?" Like, this is a corporate like compilation type album, um, and I don't like those. And I think it's, again, there's good moments on here, and I just generally view Khaled albums as war crimes. Um, they're boring. And I think that was kind of my issue with this record. Uh, Kanye's best work, there's way more wit from him or, or his ghostwriters. There's way more innovation from production, from the vision. And, and this one just felt lazier, rushed, and unpolished. I mean, just look at the covers, just a black square. Uh, it seems like that was a decision made by the label to post it on streaming and like not, and the, not his, right? It, it just kind of felt like a, um, like a, like a bad big budget sequel, like an Anchorman 2, if that makes sense. A lot of rambling there. My bad, guys. So, so, so overall, I'd say it's like I give you on like a three to three and a half at most out of five because you know I can make a cool eight to nine track EP uh, out of it, but the whole is just not that great. Kind of sloppy, mishmash of, of quality on here. Um, thanks, guys, and hope y'all, all y'all listening in, are uh, doing all right. Man, that's a great one said it all right there everybody did you know it's like I, the one thing i forgot to point out that big r did was how great west side gun sounds man he sounds amazing on to me like super polished major label shit i've, I've heard him on every grimy beat ever made now and conway sadly is just kind of kicking a verse i've heard him kick 15 times so far but i think gun is like he sounds excellent on this album but big r is right too i 
Kanye's not fun anymore. He's not funny. He's not fun. And I get trying to be uplifting and spiritual and talking about the trials and tribulations and falling to the victims of fame and, uh, you know, materialism and, you know, being lost politically. Like, the, these are universal themes that are timeless that could be a dope record. And I feel like the biggest issue, too, is the songs aren't specific. Like, they're very, like, bumper stickery. Like, it's just kind of like, I'm lost, I need Jesus. Like, um... God saves, you know, uh, I'm in pain, I rely on you. It's not, there's one song where he kind of talks about his mom and then he goes into these like generic urban tales of blight and pain that feel like a, it's a politician saying like, and, and just last week, uh, uh, the young lady Katie from, uh, from Fishtown, Philadelphia told me that she couldn't feed her baby daughter so her brother had to sell crack and then we said we need to get some policies in place. Like he's... He's not talking about anything specific. And I think that's what did make him great at one point. You know what I mean? Like, All Falls Down or talk about Big Brother with Jay. Like, opening up saying, I really worship this guy. He's my hero. Even though he's like my label boss. Um, so, I feel like the album misses that humanity. And it's sadly, like Castro pointed at the beginning, it's, it's a record about his mother who passed. Um, and it, it doesn't really... I don't really feel like it could it could have been titled anything like it's it not really is about his mom outside of a few snippets here and there which are actually powerful but i think it's just a, a lost opportunity and i feel like there's so many copies of the same song where it's 28 songs whatever it is because there's four versions of the same type of record and none are really that great when you hear them all together like you need to cut them down so I feel like he had to go the other way after running those seven song albums out. You know, you can't do any less than that. I mean, maybe you could. And it's, your album's a maxi single. But I felt like he tried to zig and zag. I'm like, oh, you want to do short albums? I'm going to go even longer, 27. Which is, you know, it, it's made him get this far. Always going against the grain and, and zigging when everybody zags, which is really smart for an artist and a business person. But you got to deliver the goods at the same time. So I appreciate everybody calling in. Again, Castro in Alaska trusted me to put this thing together on my own as as the lone former Kanye diehard. Like, I still have... I might just throw on my Yeezus vinyl today because that shit is hard. Uh, that's a great gym album. Like, I don't know when you play this album. Like, is it... You can't play it at a gym. I mean, it would be strange. And you're not going to play it when your friends are over. You know, when you want to bring them around. It's, it's weird. So, I'm glad you guys all got to be a part of this. Maybe we'll do this again another time. Uh, it's been really fire just to hear everybody's takes, you know, that are funny, <laughs> that are really interesting and thoughtful. Um, and we're going to be back with regular episodes. So hopefully you enjoyed the Ray West episode we had talking OC. We're going to be doing live from Liar Notes on Human Zoo. And then after that, we're going to be doing one on, you ready for this, guys? Common. Oh, that's what the people want. Hearing us say wild shit about Common for an hour and 35 minutes. All right, we're wrapping it up. Donda episode is done. You call in line on co-op culture. Shout out to everybody who called in. Follow us on Patreon. Be a uh, supporter, subscriber. Patreon.com backslash co-op culture podcast. Uh, Twitter, co-op pod. IG, co-op culture. And YouTube, you just got to search the name. I don't know how to make the page name just be co-op culture. It's like YouTube backslash 18 numbers. But we're on there too. So there you go. We're everywhere for you. And shout out to everybody supporting Human Zoo, Vegas Vic, uh, Low Baron Crow's Feet Steel's Kitchen and then Castro's coming out uh, at the end of this month 
keep you well fed out here. All right. Peace out.